Hey everyone, welcome to the Vagistine Podcast. It's Vanessa here, and you know we're always having courageous conversations about sex. So today, I have Shauna Murray Brown with me again. Woo! <laughs> so Shauna, if you recall, was our first very, 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 very first guest on our first episode back in July. I think I need to do a celebration show. I think that's right. But um, I have Shauna here because today I want to talk about self-care in light of this new Trump administration. And basically, I want to talk about what Trump represents, how we've been feeling, and basically how talk about how Trump attacks our vagistine. Because I'm not I'm not feeling very I wasn't feeling very like big on the vagistine mm. like trump killed it for me so break. i took a I took a break <laughs> so i want to i have shauna here to talk through all those feelings and talk through what can we do for the next four years and hopefully it's only four years not eight years I mean, um, shorter. it could be shorter <laughs> it could be shorter <laughs> it's, it's, it could happen it could happen i don't know i, I don't know what could happen <laughs> Um, we also don't want his vice president being president either. So either no. way, we're screwed. So hopefully what we can do for self-care and just getting solutions together for the next four years. Um, and yeah, so that's why I have you here. So I appreciate you being here with us. Thank you for <laughs> inviting me back, girl. Now, I know some of y'all, you know, y'all been listening to this for, for a minute, you know. So you, <laughs> maybe you don't remember me. And so just to give you a quick refresher. Yes. I'm Shauna Murray Brown, based in the Baltimore metro area, y'all. I'm an integrative psychotherapist. I am a speaker, a life coach, and a Qigong instructor, y'all. And y'all might not know what Qigong is. Basically, I teach people how to heal themselves using movement, meditation, and holding sacred space. I serve women, girls, and passionate professionals. So I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to talk about this very often discussed topic of self-care but from a different lens so mm -hmm. yes vanessa i'm happy to be here boo well we're happy to have you and this is what all the reasons shauna stated is why i brought her on because she's a self-care guru and she's the person that i often look to when i have to get my life mind right. and yeah. life get my everything <laughs> right so um so first things first how did you feel about this this win. <laughs> so, uh, um, well, a lose for us. Or, I, yes. Honestly, I... Or just about this whole election thing. All of it, I really detached myself. Mm -hmm. Because, honestly, I felt that either way there were going to be some struggles that I wasn't going to be particularly happy about. Um, and so the way that I managed all of it was I was just like, I'm not going to watch it because I'm just going to get mad. I'm not trying to turn up in a negative way. And so, you know, when everybody was up watching things, I was working, meditating, chilling, eating good food. I see. I see. Yeah. I mean, this whole election cycle for me has been, I think the end result has been a surprise. Like, I really thought Hillary was about to have it in the bag. I thought it was like, boom, we ain't got to worry about it. And I thought Trump was done, done when he, when they came out with the audio about the grabbing trigger warning for anybody to grab in the pussies comment. I was like, it's done. We, we good. We good. It's, it's a wrap. It's right. A rap. It's about to be easy sailing and it's done. Like, that's what I thought. So when honestly he won, I was like, that didn't, 
wet. That didn't happen. <laughs> so wait, it's not happening. I can tell you that you know I completely disengaged because I was just like all of this back and forth, all of the shock value. Yeah, I ain't got time. Yeah, but when I woke up, I yeah. woke up. And I pulled out my phone, right. something I don't recommend we do on a regular basis. <laughs> but as soon as I woke up, I was I looked, I was like, what time is it? And I looked it up. I Googled. I ain't even, my husband was already in his office doing his work. Yeah. And so I just Googled. I was like, all right, who won? Yeah. Right. Just to check to yeah. make sure, you know, President right. Clinton was on the, right. on the horizon. <laughs> I just, I, I also thought that yeah. it was absolutely about to be this yeah. Clinton administration. Yeah. So when I saw, I was like, oh. This is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. because I hadn't stayed up. I didn't see what was mm. happening. And so I literally thought that, like, Google maybe had set up, like, you know, a fake me out right. page. Right. Or that somebody was messing with the data. And so I literally <laughs> read, like, I skimmed through, like, three or four other articles. And then I went on Facebook, like, wait. And then I, that's what I, I called. I was like, I called my husband, like, B, is did you see what happened yeah like is this a joke he right. was like no and i was no. just like <laughs> and i was just like i lay i just i was like i'm gonna go back to sleep yeah so yeah i can't i can't say i was shocked yeah i i mean yes i'm not even gonna act like there weren't problems you know people had their feelings about hillary people definitely had their feelings about trump but for me i mean when it came down it was the hashtag i guess i'm with her because <laughs> Yeah. You know, we were all like, we got to do what's what what's going to be best for everybody, at the least hateful, at, at least. And, um, yeah, I mean, I was up watching the results, and I when I went to bed the night before, like, the actual announcement, um, it was Trump was ahead, and I was like, oh, we haven't we even counted. This. We haven't counted all the they states yet. They just trying yet. to scare us. And I don't know the math that comes with all the stuff so I was like, right i was like oh, <laughs> it's not even morning like let's wait and i was out you know i was out with my husband i was out with a few friends and one of my friends just starts sobbing and i was like um Wait, tissue it's not even over yet calm down like, we got and, this we good and it became you know like i had a few friends that are around that were just like you don't understand, like, this is ridiculous, this is, ooh, this is so much, and it just so happened that all my friends that happened to be with me that night were, are all children of immigrants like I am, and so I think Mm. everyone just kind of took two seconds to be like, what does this mean for, like, people in our families who aren't Mm -hmm. documented, or what does this mean for people in our families who are trying to get to this country Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so I think that was the biggest shock, but I was still numb. I just like went to bed and was like, tomorrow. It's going to be different. Tomorrow, (laughs) y'all. Like, stop tripping. And then I woke up, did the same thing you did, and everyone was like, on Facebook, was like, this is a shitty day. I can't believe this. And I was like, "Uh, what? No. Still. And I was like, guys, they still haven't counted two states, y'all. Like, that was supposed to make a difference. <laughs> we got two states left. I was like, we still Chill. haven't counted everything. Like, you, please. Still yeah. not feeling it. But then what ended up happening was I didn't feel anything. Like, I just kind of went to work. I talked with my coworkers. And I didn't feel, I didn't feel anything. It just, just a full-on just numbness. Um, and I didn't feel anything until I went to teach and I was teaching, um, 
a school that the population was like 90% Latino. And I walk into the room and all the kids look at me and they're like, who'd you vote for, Miss Vanessa? Who'd you vote for? And I was like, uh, um, well, and you know, the teacher was like, you don't, we don't talk about those kinds wow, of things here. They literally, wow. they knew and they're all little. And I'm talking about like little, little kids, like nine, 10 years old. And I was like, well, you know, and I, you know, I understand there's a line and everything. And I was like, well, you know what, guys, I just want you to know that there are people. And I said something like there are people in our country that push hate. And that's not the kind of thing that we want to keep you know, having in our country, we need to know who loves us, who's there for us, you know, those kinds of things to sue the eight, nine and 10 year old. But they were all woke. They were like, girl, bye. Do you right. want to go down with my family? Right. And they're all, it's just, it was just all of them. And like, that's when I felt it. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, like these kids know at 10 years old. I wasn't keeping track of a, an election. I wasn't keeping track of results. I was just mm. literally like, and we're learning about rocks. We're learning about letters. Yeah, we're it, talking it about cursive. Livelihood. Right. And I, and that's when it really, really hit me. Cause there was a girl that was just not responding at all. Like she was just in the corner and just quiet. There were kids who all they wanted to, and we took the time. I gave them the space. We talked about like their families in Mexico and like mm-hmm. them seeing their grandparents or, you know, those kinds of things. And that's when it really, like I still get emotional about it because that's when it really hit me, but it's to see how it impacts like a whole new generation. But for me, I was still like, y'all ain't shit for voting like this. But you know what? <laughs> the first thing. So after I went through the shock, mm-hmm. I would say, then I started looking up where my, where me and my husband could move. Mm. Like, mm, outside wow. of the United States. Wow. So, for me, the pain point yeah. for me surrounding the reality of a Trump administration came to how will this amplify the violence towards black and brown yeah. people, towards people, and you know, um, LGBTQ, mm. like, for just people who are different and vibrant and brilliant, like, how will it impact... And as a black woman married to a black man, you know, who's had a family and community very clearly impacted by, you know, the the ongoing and very amplified and highlighted police brutality. I was just like, okay, so this is about to get worse. Yeah. And so for me, I was like, okay. So is we about to go to South Africa? Are we about to go to Dubai? Like I straight up was looking up jobs for my husband. Yeah. Like, can can I get me a job? I could get a job in Dubai. This is cool. Yeah. You know? Like, yes, yeah. figure this out. So right. so that that's that was where I was. And but I think, you know, it's important to reflect about the impact that it had, but then pay a close attention to what do what where did that where did those emotions and worry go where did the fear go from the first day we found out to now Mm -hmm. like and I'm just you know that's something that you know I find I I found myself sort of exploring with the women and professionals and the men Mm -hmm. and the children that I've been serving over the past you know, um, couple of months is, you know, okay. So how do we make sure this doesn't get locked in? Mm, yeah. yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, you're absolutely correct about that. I also, I mean, I just, it's, <laughs> it's, 
there's just so many feelings because, you know, you had the, I'm going to try and be proactive and get out of here. I was talking to people who were, you know, same, just like, I'm numb. I'm just not, not engaging. And then you have the folks on the social, on our social medias that are like, well, you know, I blame this group. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I was with it. I looked at the CNN demographics too, and it was white women at a disproportionate Mm -hmm. rate voting for Trump. And then it was like, are we just going, we just going to act like, (laughs) we just going to act like you didn't talk to your aunties and your, your racist ass grandmas to find out what the (laughs) hell the problem was. Like, so for me, it was just like, okay, where do we place blame? Do we Mm. now organize? But then it's like, Part of me was also angry because it's like, first of all, like this ain't our like when you look at the demographics of who voted for who, this ain't nobody else's fault. Like we've been organizing. We've been doing the work. We've been out here. We've been at the rallies and pledges. And on top of that, I felt erased because it's like people of color have been telling y'all like these this is have this is our experience even before trump got elected Mm -hmm. muslim people have been like um i keep getting taunted out here and it's just getting worse and Mm -hmm. everyone was like no but you're just like over exaggerating and then Mm -hmm. black people out here like we've been getting killed by the cops and it's like well see i know that you guys like believe black lives matter and everything but i promise like it's not going to be that bad and so i just i started (laughs) I started getting into this phase where I was just like, y'all have not been listening. And now all of a sudden, like our white liberal brothers and sisters are like, are you, is everything okay? No, no, it's not okay. Because y'all are getting now awakened, awokening, woken, woke, awoken. And awakening. (laughs) To... To these things, and it's like, but we've been telling y'all, and so when the shock is like, what are we gonna do now? It's like, but we, we, well, we were trying to pass these policies, and we were, oh, okay, y'all want to act now after it's, yeah. it's not that it's too late, and it's never too late, but it's actually, but for me, it's also like, and why we're even having this conversation? For me, of course, like my my passions are lie in the reproductive policies. My mm-hmm. passion lies in the how this affects our sexual reproductive health. But I mean, being a multifaceted person and audience, being multifaceted people, I mean, we care about bail reform. We care about mm-hmm. international relations. We are affected by all the things that are about to happen, and then to act like. <laughs> it's only important now, I think, is what was a little disheartening for me as well. So I guess that was another emotion that hit me. When you were talking about that, what it also brought up for me was, like, I didn't do a massive, the only massive freak out I had was, what is this going to be like for my future children and can we move? Mm. It. I wasn't surprised. Like, I was surprised. Like, I thought, oh, absolutely, Clinton will win. Oh, snap, it's Trump. Wow, that's cray-cray. But beyond that, it was, okay, well, America has been killing our black and brown brothers and sisters, our transgender folks, and ain't nobody do nothing. So I guess it makes sense that clearly the community um, that we may not be as connected to has different perspectives and views because nothing has shifted. So, you know, alongside that, you know, I just feel like, yeah, like I, 
I am not focused on what's about to happen or what's going to happen. Right. Just because that's not now. Mm-hmm. We can't. We cannot control mm-hmm. what Trump does. Mm-hmm. But we can control what we do, what decisions we make for our families and ourselves. And we can control how we decide to think about things. And so this is sort of shifting from from the concrete to the energetic. It's like, yeah, well, I could continue to, to ruminate and think and fill my mind with a bunch of worry about what the world is about to be like now that a man that is blatantly hateful mm. is in, in the public seat. Or um, I could focus on, you know, okay, well, how am I going to nourish myself and fill myself up? Like, as black and brown people and even the white folks that are listening, it's our ancestors have been through this before. Mm. All All of our ancestors have been in this seat where it was much more... Um, amplified, you know, um, where, you know, it was, it was, uh, folks were able to be more bold without any semblance of, or illusion of consequence. And so it's, how do we return back and listening to and receiving the messages, both good and bad, the stuff we would repeat and the stuff we absolutely certainly would not, um, how do we learn from those experiences, identify where the patterns are, and decide what we're going to do from here mm-hmm. so that we can be positive about, okay, you know, I mean, nobody says we have to stay. No one, Nobody says that we have to be silent about it. But we are in control of what we do with this energy. And if we're going to trans, are we going to, are we going to transmute the fear and, and allow it to catapult us into courage or are we going to bask in the sorrow, the hate, the anger, and our our hurt feelings? Mm. Like, what are we going to do with it? And I think that when we're talking about and shifting to um, healing and rebuilding, mending, and building our vagistine, you know, looking at what self-care is and how how we balance the realities of the world the world as it is with our world as it should be mm-hmm. how do how do we get through get through so that we're not making ourselves sick with our thoughts yeah definitely i mean i i mean i have a i have a couple of ideas okay um but i wanted to i mean i really want to continue this conversation and yeah. the reason why i even started this conversation is because i do feel personally even when i brought this topic to you and we were like why are we like, how does this fit? I mean, I guess for me, it mm. didn't fit right away because for me, I'm just like the personal is the political. Yeah. Everything that I do personally is how I inter- like, it's just how I see the world, how I interpret the world. And so when this happened, it, it still, it impacted me just thinking like, oh my gosh, like people are getting r- bold out here. Like mm-hmm. the races have always been there. We knew that, mm-hmm. but oh, y'all just yelling at people in lines now, telling people to go back to where they came from. You just doing all this dumb shit. <laughs> Is that what we do? Right, exactly. Yeah. And so um, I want to make sure that we continue this conversation. So we just, you know, I, I hope we don't forget. There are a lot of hot thing pieces that are constantly mm-hmm. coming out and it's going to get hotter because inauguration is coming up. Yeah. But I want to make sure, and something you'll notice as listeners, I'll, I'm going to try and incorporate this into, you know, our next few um, 
shows so that we can continue thinking through and hearing different perspectives on how does this election impact us and what can we actually do about it. So I guess that leads me to what do you think we can actually do about it? How can we take care of ourselves when we're feeling like this is too much or how can we empower ourselves if for those who are like, I really feel like I need to get out and do something. Well, the first thing that came to mind when you asked me that question, because there are, I mean, probably countless things that we could do, but I always start with getting quiet. Mm. So that means get the hell off of Facebook, y'all. <laughs> stop looking to see what's happening with Trump or, you know, <laughs> stop following what's happening on Instagram. Stop retweeting and tweeting. Stop the long, drawn out uh, responses to those things of if someone has a, a really strong opinion that, that you disagree with, mm. shut it down, right? Give yourself at least, I don't know, I want to say an hour or two uh, of silence, and not just silence on social media, but silence in general, like giving yourself time to disconnect from the outside world and go inside of yourself. Mm. Because that's the only way you can really know what truths you have accepted that maybe aren't the truth. That's the only time you can really get clear about what thoughts are ruminating and, and bouncing everywhere in your head because the same you're likely recycling a lot of those negative thoughts that you were having a couple of months ago. <laughs> um, and so the first thing would be to get quiet, right? And so you be, how do we get quiet? Well, one way to do it, and Vanessa, you know, we've done this a couple of times before. <laughs> I have people pull out a plain piece of paper, yeah. set a timer for a minute, yeah. get a pen, and brain dump. That is, write everything down on the paper <laughs> yeah. that's bouncing around in your head, not worried about how sloppy it comes out, not worried about like what words you're using because no one's going to see it but you. Yeah. Doing that brain dump and then taking a look at it. Right. And you, and then the next thing that, you know, from the brain dump, after you dump everything out, is to get clear. OK, what are the things that I am in control of? Mm. What are the things that I can actually do something about and put a star next to those? And then the things that you like can't. So can you control right now in this moment that Trump is a interesting racist folk person? <laughs> no. Right. So why allow him? His energy to take up your mind space. Why allow the uh, the vibration of negativity continue to have an impact on your body? Mm -hmm. Let's not. Let's, you know, cross that out. So things that you are not in control of. It, like the same thing, right? Like, I, am I in control of whether or not while my husband drives home from work, if he is pulled over by the police? No, mm. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm not. But what I can do is tell my husband to make sure his uh, his brake lights are, you know, cool. Tell his ass to stop speeding yeah, right. in his nice little car, right? So, you know, so shift, so doing the brain dump so that you can see, okay, how much of how much of my life am I spending ruminating over things I can't control? And then taking a focus on, okay, these things that I'm clearly worried about that I didn't even know that was a big deal. Let me go ahead. Let's see what action, what action I can do to address that. Yeah. So that's the first thing. So get quiet first by getting, doing a brain dump and then, you know, either do some exercise, right. And, you know, uh, get in a hot tub for the, 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 um, the folks that love to, you know, 
to submerge themselves yes. in water, yes. all right? Take a good shower. Do something that's really loving for yourself where you're only doing one thing in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so really what I'm talking about now is shifting to a space of silence and mindfulness. Yeah. Mindfulness is this fancy buzzword, y'all. <laughs> um, but it is doing one thing in the moment non-judgmentally mm. which is why we start with the brain dump because you can't <laughs> be present if you have all these things running around in your head yeah so after you get that out shift to mindfulness choose a thing is it eating that you know bomb uh meal that your fa- your grandma made that's the bomb is it you know you're gonna make yourself your favorite bowl of ice cream yeah. whatever it is and do that and only that. Not listen to music, not watching television, but really taste it. Really be present. And so so that's that's what I would say we should start is okay. letting it, letting some things go and <laughs> shifting to a place of mindfulness because we can be in control in the moment. Well, I'm a, I'm a let it go. I think those are great, great tips because, you know, I'm guilty of all of that. I've gone to high school with people that are blatant racist that I see like I see now mm-hmm. and they feel and I know when people are like people feel emboldened now I see those people because now mm-hmm. they're just all over talking about all this stuff mm-hmm. and then it's like <laughs> releasing all of that oh my gosh you voted against your own okay interest like the, I have those people on yeah. my timeline too and then I have of course like you're saying the think piece people where it's like mm-hmm. wow what are they saying now and it just becomes this bombarding of all of this stuff yeah. so I'm completely with you the disconnecting is is totally key for me what i've been doing i i mean i clearly missed a few weeks of this podcast because i had to get my mind all the way together and just like be as fruitful and productive as i can be so i just completely disconnected so i'm sorry y'all. i didn't come back and apologize i'm sorry for missing a few weeks but i did do some traveling i you know went to go eat yummy food i went to just like completely disconnect and when i say disconnect i did not look at any work email i did not look at Mm -hmm. i kept away from the personal emails if there was something that somebody needed i won't respond to it right then and there because it was the focus was really about me and just getting myself together so um and you know we all need that time but for me and my proactive self-care i guess or my like sticking it to the man (laughs) i I donated to my local um, my local abortion fund, and I did that because I really believe that the policies that are about to be put in place are going to impact women, women that I care about, women that look like me, and women who are not going to be able to access services that they deserve. Um, I've volunteered with, you know, just local organizations that I feel are doing the work. I, I also, um, donated to a local organization that, um, that pushes female candidates. Cause mm-hmm. I really feel now, like I've been reading articles about like, this has really gotten women to think about it. And I'm all about that. You know, yeah. the reason why we're in some, I feel one of the reasons uh, amongst many that I feel like we're in this predicament is because we have women who, who not enough women stepping up to the plate to advocate on their communities. I'm not talking about running for president. I'm talking about at your local city council levels, your local delegate uh, levels, your Congress levels. Not enough women are in these seats and not enough women of color, not enough women from the communities that need to be represented are out there. So 
that's from that's me that's how i feel i'm making an impact mm-hmm. is telling women hey girl you got some good ideas i need you to be do out it, here though. right i need you to be out here and be proactive and you yeah. can do it if not you why not why not you has been my slogan <laughs> and the thing is I'm going to give it up to Trump. Trump has made me feel like I could apply for any damn job in the world. True. I don't need to be qualified. What? I don't need to have the right resume thing. He I can don't make need... you feel that way, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> we, we're, we're not going to go in on, on privilege and stuff right exactly, now. Exactly, right. But, <laughs> but I'm glad that he makes you feel like... He made me feel like I could just apply I can, I can, to be a Fortune 500 true. company executive and give two dams about, like, if I Why even not? have the experience because he ain't had no platform and he was out here just winning. So, um, that's the only thing I'm going to, I'm going to thank Trump for, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those other things that I mentioned, I feel for me have been some good strategies. So, you know, I've had some friends local to, um, donate to their local Planned Parenthood and those kinds of things and yeah. their local agencies that help people with bail reform. That's really mm-hmm. important to me too. So just, for me it's putting actually putting my money where my mouth is and really putting my time where i really feel that um that can actually make some changes and so i really appreciate how you've like you sort of did a really broad spectrum mm-hmm. of all the ways that you're caring for yourself and you know self-care is another one of those buzzwords right like all the things that you said are amazing yeah but yeah. I'm a pushback a little okay, bit. Okay. I'm a pushback. <laughs> there are a lot of them are also things that we tend to go to mm. when we're thinking about self care, right? So people like to think, you know, oh, okay, I'm gonna take my vacay, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna eat some good food, right, right. I'm gonna do my little social media fast, yeah, right, and then you know, and then the other side is the other way I'm gonna take care is by making sure that I, you know. Uh, make meaningful movements forward. Yeah. But self-care is is a really broad spectrum. It's a really holistic way of caring for ourselves. And so that's, I just want to share, yeah. you know, when what we should be considering when we think about self-care for all of you beautiful people that are listening yeah. with the hope that you'll consider um, how you can sort of shift this into your lifestyle in 2017 and beyond. So, yeah. So there are seven areas of self-care. Y'all. Oh, excuse me. Seven. Ooh, science, science. Seven. What? <laughs> Get out your pens, y'all. I'm going to give you a second. Okay. All right, a second pass. All right. So the first is physical, right? And of course, this is what we think about. Did you get your gym membership? Ooh. You know, uh, you know, I mean, that's what we, and then, but folks tend to get their gym membership and do what? Not use it. But let's just say, you know, however you get active. So it's caring for the physical, eating well. Um, and just, you know, listening to your body, physical. The second one that we don't really like to talk about, or we are really only comfortable with the, um, the certain parts of it, parts of it is emotional, emotional self-care y'all. Yes. That's identifying, accepting and expressing your feelings. Yes, y'all. And remember, I said feel. You have to feel your feelings in order to truly care for your emotional body. And so sometimes that might mean, yes, talking to your besties about what's happening on the inside. Um, sometimes that might mean that you're going to journal, you know, and really get with yourself. But other times, it means that you need to get you one of me. Oh, what <laughs> do you mean by that? I mean, sometimes it means that it's time for us 
to sit across from someone genuine and loving to support us in our healing process and therapy and mental health therapy Mm -hmm. and knowing that no, it doesn't mean that you're crazy. It means that you're human and that this is a tough world we're living in. Mm -hmm. And so acknowledging and committing to caring for your emotional self, your emotional body is integral to self care. All right. The next one, y'all I'm ready. So I'm going to get off my soapbox about mental health um, <laughs> is relational. And so that's building your relationships with your babies, your parents, your beloved and extended family. I know for a fact that we may not even even thought about how the election, how this energy that's going through our experiences have impacted our um interest in sex mm. with our beloved um or if it's you know heightened a sense of uh pessimism mm. with some of our family members or if it's caused separation yeah. in the family because maybe somebody voted for trump and you like oh hell no <laughs> right and so even it means addressing it right yeah. and recognizing okay is this somebody i need to love from afar from my own um, emotional, mm. mental health mm-hmm. for my own self-care? Or is it something I need to release so that I can truly have genuine and healthy relationships? So that's relational, y'all. We got the three. Number four, intellectual. That's making time for creativity, new ideas, and critical thinking. So, you know, Vanessa got that down, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> she, she got that down, right? And a lot of us, if you listen to this podcast, it's likely that you got it down too. And intellectual is when we explore new things, you know, where we're interested in really um, addressing the academic side of ourselves, reading up on things and thinking critically about how we can make ourselves matter, mm. right? And in, in the sphere of things as things are happening. Intellectual might mean going to that fly training you've been eyeing for a minute and deciding, yes, in fact, it's worth the money. You know, it might mean just reading that book, but intellectual is important self-care. And that's also something that, you know, I'm really good at on the business side, but my dear friend here, Vanessa, will tell you that, you know, I be needing to to work on the making sure that I'm doing mindless things sometimes. I'm working on it, y'all. I'm working on it. I've gotten better. Okay. The next one is social. So this is... um. Uh, are we going to happy hour? We don't need a drink. Are we going to dance? Like, are we going to the movies? Like, when you look at the folks that you spend the most time with, is it just your beloved? Is it, do you just have one friend? Is that friend an actual friend? Mm. And so expanding the circle that you work with, um, that you engage with, and being sure that you, you know, actually go out and have fun sometimes and what i've seen a lot especially activists you know those that are on the ground healers like myself right educators like yourself vanessa Mm -hmm. and those of us that have several you know hats that we wear is that we get so inundated with all the things that need to change we get so inundated and focus on what we need to do to help the world be better and there will always be work for us to do that we don't have fun Mm. And so having fun and having a social life and, you know, nurturing your friendships, you know, turning up, shaking your booty, going out, y'all, <laughs> is really important for your, for your self-care. All right. <clears throat> and so there's two more. The next one is spiritual. And I ain't saying that you got to, you know, have any particular religion. Spiritual is not religion. It is just recognizing and connecting to However you, whatever entity you feel like made you, 
other than your mama and your father, you know, but really connecting to the, whatever higher power you acknowledge and making sure that you, you know, nourish that. Some of us might feel, you know, have some anger or animosity about, well, I don't even, you know, mess with God or, mm-hmm. you know, the creator anymore because they, this shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. So it's getting to a place where that can be healthy. And then the last one, y'all, the last one. Is safety and security. Mm. Now, why why am I saying it like that? I'm gonna tell you. Uh, because it's a dangerous <clears throat> new Trump America. <laughs> Can we stay in the positive? Book? Okay, here I am. <clears throat> here I am. It's a shifting <laughs> new Trump America that yep. is going to require us to step into new responsibilities, get more creative, Amen. and get tight on that budget. Maybe I ain't by, even about to tell y'all about my new health insurance. <laughs> I ain't even about to tell y'all. <laughs> but safety and security is taking care of the bills. You know, get yourself, make sure, do you have a budget, mm. right? Are you, is your phone getting cut off sometimes because you just forgot? Or, you know, are you spending money on really, really fly purses and coats and hair when you probably, maybe, possibly want to pay your rent? You know, just sort of acknowledging that um, and prioritizing the things that are the bare necessities so that you can flourish, right? And so, you know, one of the things that cha- changed my whole situation was automation, y'all. Don't be calling me about them bills. It stresses me out. I got a system for it. Oh and God. so I say all of that to say... Whenever I do this, I I say that, yes, we need to have a clear understanding of what self-care is. And I don't expect you to bombard yourself with all the seven areas. But identify what are the two or three that you really think you want to, you really need to nourish. And then make a plan for it, Mm -hmm. a really clear plan. Mm -hmm. And then put it in your calendar, y'all. And then Mm. get an accountability partner. Because... If you don't, you're going to have those same things you that ha, that you've needed to work on still struggling with as Trump walks into his position and then where will you be? Mm-hmm. Right? You will not have shored yourself up, right? And so just just because we're which since we're talking about majesty, I also want to say that all of these are connected to your sexual and emotional health. Mm. All of them, from the policy stuff that's connected to intellectual uh self-care the spiritual stuff that's connected to how present you can be when you're engaging in that really exciting act. <laughs> um, the, those that you decide to share your body with in relational and social, um, how, whether or not you is doing it, uh, you know, making sure that you got, you know, a place to live after you're doing whatever <laughs> you're doing because you were so fly when you went to go get some. Oh, God. And your physical, right? Caring for your physical health and the decisions you make. All of these things are connected to your sexual and emotional health, just like your mental state and the impact that Trump may or may have not may not have had on your um, on your psyche. All of it is connected to your body. So we want to be holistic. So go ahead you know, take a little assessment, y'all. Figure out what you're going to work on and find somebody that's really going to hold you accountable because we have to come together as we walk into this next realm of American life. It's about to be real. Damn. Well, thank you, Shauna. <laughs> I mean, you know, I had to let the people know. No, I really appreciate that because it's been kind of a struggle and it's just been the struggle on like how to address this because this is important and to sit here and ignore it, especially on this show, I didn't feel like was very responsible. So I appreciate you coming 
and sharing all those tips with us. Look, I'm, y'all. I'm going to practice. People I'll be practice. fronting on the self-care. Girl, I ate some lettuce. <laughs> that's cute. Let's really, let's really get back to community, to, to sisterhood, to togetherness, having these courageous conversations. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I know we're running out of time, but True. I wanted to play a game with you before you left. With, with me? Yes. Okay. It's called Did Trump Say It? Wait. I might suck at this because you know I don't look. I don't watch television. It's okay. It's okay. Wait, I, I'm feeling. I <laughs> don't know read, if y'all can. I don't know if y'all enough. can feel me being nervous, y'all. Yeah. I really don't pay attention to this dude. Uh, <laughs> so you'll get a point per. <laughs> this is so messed up. You did not tell me, Beatrice. <laughs> you get a per point if you can figure out if Trump said this or not. Are you ready? I'm going to read out some sure. statements, and you're going to tell me yes, many, Trump said wait, that. How many opportunities I got? That you don't know. Okay, go ahead. It's. I mean, it's a fifty-fifty chance per. It's either oh. yes or no. It's All either right. yes or All no. Right. I'm okay, sorry. Cool. All right. So the first statement comes. No, the first doesn't come from anybody because I'm not going to tell you who it's from. <laughs> Did Trump say this or not? Women considering abortions should be read their rights. First, just like criminals. No. Did Trump say it or not? No. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. You have it absolutely correct. So this was actually said um, by Bobby Jindal, who, um, <laughs> who was the governor of uh, Louisiana. Yeah, I feel like I, I read that. And oh, he said that after signing a law that requires abortion clinics in Louisiana to put up signage informing women about mm-hmm. alternative mm-hmm. options in 2011, um, Louise, Louisiana Governor Bobby Jindal said, when officers arrest criminals today, they are read their rights. Now, if we're giving criminals their basic rights and they have to be informed of these rights, it seems to me only com- it, it, it seems to me the only common sense we would have to do that we would have to do is the same thing for women before they make a choice about whether to get an abortion. You better go here with that, but all right. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, okay. So <clears throat> I'm doing good. Y'all. So you're winning so far. You're Hope winning y'all so far. Me. All right. <laughs> so did Trump say this or not? I'm trying to, I'm trying to find a good one. <laughs> if y'all can see my face, you know why she laughing. Okay, let's see, let's see. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending the best. They're not sending you. They're sending, okay, this is clearly misquoted. They're sending people that have lots of problems and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crimes, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. That sounds like Trump. That is Trump. Ding, 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 ding. This is so ignorant and poorly expressed. (laughs) Because I had to like reread it. Like this is he probably not... said it just like that though. It's just it. it it's this probably is, verbatim. This is a quote, <laughs> and it didn't even sound. It sounded like him. Okay. All right. Somebody's winning so far. All right. You ready for the next one? Go ahead. <laughs> Ariana Huffington is unattractive, both inside and out. I fully understand why her former husband left her for a man. He made a good decision. That sounds like him. <laughs> Is that him? Yes, that is him. Good job. He's an all right. Asshole. Oh <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You can you're winning out here. You're winning. It's cool. It's cool. It's probably it's my I'm using my my social work skills. I y'all. see. I see. <laughs> all right. Next one. Pregnant rape victims should make the best out of a bad situation. 
by being forced to keep the baby. No, that doesn't sound like him. Oh, you are absolutely correct. I'm this the was shit, y'all. I know. Can you guys see this? This was actually oh. said by former <clears throat> Pennsylvania Senator Rick Santorum. <clears throat> Um, who said that, who believes that abortion should be banned with no exceptions for rape or incest. In 2012, he told CNN that a pregnant sexual assault victim should accept this horribly created, this is in quotes, pregnancy because it's, quote, nevertheless a gift that, quote, God has given to you and we have to make the best out of a bad situation. Another asshole. Okay. But you know what? You still gonna try me? I'm going to I'm going to give you one more. All right. I'm going to give you one more. Did Trump say this or not? Women on welfare just need to find themselves some husbands. <laughs> no, that don't sound like him. <laughs> that All sounds right. like another asshole. You did a good job. Another asshole on this level. <laughs> During the 1994 campaign for governor of Florida, Jeb Bush said mm-hmm. that women on welfare should be able to get their lives together and find a husband. He has also suggested that we have fewer unwed mothers if we'd only resume publicly shaming people who have kids without being married that's real dumb <laughs> but yeah so really quick though yeah. that activity yes helped me to understand too and i want to share with y'all yeah i do not read a whole bunch of the articles right i skim right <laughs> I, I don't remain completely ignorant about what's happening because that's dangerous however i simply skim through i'll glance i don't read whole right. articles i just like oh okay and i still was able to discern asshole trump from other assholes ah i see so just the same imagine how much you're being inundated with negativity if you're taking the time to listen to all of that stuff and and how you can play it back in your brain right like you know be easy on yourselves y'all seriously because i i'm surprised that i could tell because i was all nervous but it, no need and i only needed a smidgen of, <laughs> of of his bullshit to be able to discern well shauna give yourself a hand you did a good job thank Woo! you babe. thank you can i can i can i give people my information now? yes just, so just yes 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 so um we're out of time yeah we are um but how can the people find you do you have any upcoming events let us know how we can follow you etc Okay, um, so my website is www.shaunamurraybrownwithanegall.com. I can be found on Instagram at HealAsister. That's S-I-S-T-A. I can be found on Twitter at HealAsister, S-I-S-T-A. And I can be found on Facebook. Um, just search Kindred Wellness or join my uh, Facebook group, The Heal Sister Project, Sister Space. Um, events coming up. Uh, yeah, so there's a um, girls group that I'll be facilitating called Sister Soul Quest. It's to support girls, blo- blossoming girls, 9 to 12 years old in their development. I'll be working with them twice a month. Um, and so if you have a girl 9 to 12, um, it's still time to sort of get on the bandwagon. You just need to go to my website, shoot me an email, Shauna at com, and express your interest if you're in the Baltimore metro area. Um, also about to start a Mindful Sisters monthly circle here in the Baltimore metro area to support um, sisters who are interested in really sort of recentering themselves, exploring mindfulness, and discussing some of the realities of being a black 
and brown uh, woman in this here America. Um, that the first one is the last Wednesday of every month. And so for information about that, you can find all the information on Facebook. You can also find the flyer on my Instagram. And the information there is uh, mindful sister, S-I-S-T-A dot eventbrite dot com. All right. Well, thank you, Shauna, for spending this time with us. Yeah. So we're going to close out the show with some of your voices. So I asked you to tell us how you're taking care of yourself during this whole election season. And let me know how you feel about it. So we're going to close out. But before we do, I need you to do a couple of things for me. I need you to subscribe and rate this podcast. Boom. So we cannot spread the Vagistine word without other people knowing about it. So the only way that others get to know about it is if you tell them what you think about it. You share it. You tell a friend. You share it on your Facebook. You share it on your social media and let them know how you feel about this um, podcast. If you don't like it, don't do it. I don't. I don't. I don't need that. So, <laughs> but if you love it, but if you love it, spread the word. If you don't like it, I you ain't never heard this before. So go ahead, rate it on iTunes. Go ahead and leave me a comment. Um, and again, download and subscribe to the podcast. Hope you have a great, 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 happy, happy, happy holidays, and we will see you soon. Bye. My name is Kiara Butler, and I'm doing my response um, for Vagistine, um, my response to this year's election. So <laughs> this election, surprisingly, it, it didn't surprise me. Um, I've been watching um, the way the media was trying to spin the election, but I knew that Trump was going to win just from how passionate um, people that didn't live in urban areas were about him and um, how um, lack, how people lacked any type of enthusiasm about Hillary. And um, that was the key reason why he won is because people were enthusiastic about him and people were not enthusiastic about her. Um, so I kind of, I wasn't surprised that he won. Um, I was surprised that the establishment let him win more so than him actually winning. Um, but I'm sure they have plans for whatever they're trying to enact by using him as a tool. Um, because I saw it coming, um, I had already kind of started practicing my self-care. Um, a major way was I deleted my Facebook, um, and not like deactivated so that I could like turn it back on. I completely deleted it. Um, I felt like I needed to remove myself from, um, a lot of spaces that I felt weren't actually, um, inclusive. Um, I know it sounds crazy, but I kind of wanted to hear the voices of the people that um, were supporting him, but not in an angry way. Like, I feel like social media allowed a platform for people to be angry when um, I feel like a lot of them were passionate about him um, for reasons that were deeper than just hating us. 
um, if that makes any sense. Um, I'm the type of person that I like to engulf myself um, in different groups and in different circumstances so that I can get adjust and feel of uh, uh, how the world feels. Because I feel like uh, a lot of times we get stuck in our own um, bubbles of protection um, where we're surrounding ourselves with people who think like us and who uh, have the same beliefs as us when that really isn't uh, a, a true assessment of how the world thinks. And I think that if we took more time to um, open ourselves to listen to each other, that uh, we could be a lot more productive in, in how we plan and move and strategize. Because I feel like even the media um, was blindsided by Trump's win, which was kind of silly because it's like, you know, you should have the media of all people should have uh, the knowledge to 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 see uh, to be unbiased and to see different perspectives. And they were the main people who were being biased and not allowing um, a, a significant portion of the country to be heard. And those people rallied together and made themselves heard. Um, uh, another thing I did, uh, I <laughs> bought a rifle. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know how everyone feels about uh, uh, the right to bear arms, but I'm, I'm for it. Um, I, I'm also focusing on getting my health together. I feel like if there's a circumstance situation where something negative happens and there's you know emergency I need to be able to run and lift heavy things and walk and uh for long distances and I feel like you know a lot of us we we talk real revolutionary but uh you know we can't can't run a mile and that's <laughs> That's kind of dangerous um, in terms of uh, actually trying to win something that that we view as a war, uh, essentially. Um, you can't be out of shape. So I've been taking a lot of time to um, get my spirit, my body, my mind um, focused. Um, I've been pulling away from a lot of um, media sources, social media sources, um, and kind of trying to center myself so that I can be the strongest me in the midst of whatever is to come. And I think that, um, that's the advice that I would give to everyone else is to become the strongest you in the midst of what could be possibly be a catastrophe um you don't want to be you don't want to be at a point where you need to seek self-care when the you know what hits the fan you know what i'm saying um you don't you don't want to be at a point at your lowest point and disaster strikes because you're already in a weakened state so um i would just urge everyone to Take this time to pull away, um, to take the time to self-care, but to strengthen yourself to a place 
where you are physically, mentally, and spiritually prepared for anything. And um, I think we need to really look at our uh, situations in a holistic view because um, uh, the people who are in power now do not have our interests at heart at all, especially women, um, especially women of color, especially black women. So um, it's up to us to be prepared for whatever. And it's up to us to also lean on each other uh, for support and um, and safety. Um, so that's my suggestion, and that's how I practice self-care. Uh, once again, it's Kiara Butler, um, Baltimore activist, um, signing in for Vagistine. Um, just thank you, thankful for the opportunity. Peace. I had a feeling this would happen about six months ago, and I knew for sure it would happen about four months before it did. Everyone was spending so much time laughing at him, and when you laugh at a monster, you make them less scary, less real, and less serious. None of them were paying attention. None of them were truly seeing the volume of supporters foaming at the mouth at his rallies. None of them were seeing the fervor in their eyes, but I know black women did. I know we did because I spoke to us every day, and the closer we got to the election, the more panic and distress I could hear in our voices. We all knew it would happen, and yet 94% of us showed up and tried to change the course anyway. How many times do we have to show up for folks that do not care about us? How many years do we have to carry them on our backs, and how long are we going to build this ark before they get on? The waters are rising, and I know they can't swim. My version of self-care is dropping the things that do not serve me in the dust and centering every single moment of my life around black women, and I mean all black women. I'm not waiting for everyone else to catch up. We've been doing the work for so long, either you work with us or you get left. I really don't care anymore.